to the worst week yet, the least informed podcast on the left. I am Andrew Hillary, once again joined by Maria Guida. What's up, Maria? What's up? Uh, very excited. I just ordered my first pair of Ella Emhoff pants. Um, they were made of <laughs> Mod Podge, uh, paper mache, and macaroni. They were $734, but... Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh, well, we're also joined once again by Dan Davin. Dan, what's uh, what kind of clothing purchases you made recently? I bought a pair of pants from uh, Marshalls the other day, <laughs> and then as I was showing them off to a friend, and he was like, oh, I had those at the beginning of the summer, and uh, within three or four days, the crotch wore out. So now I <laughs> now they just, I'm afraid to wear the crotch out of my pants like any anybody should be, you know, for legal reasons and otherwise. Uh, so those are just going to be sitting <laughs> on my couch. That was the last clothing purchase I made. Honestly, the crotch goes out in every pair of jeans. Like, why don't they make crotches of jeans out of whatever they make black boxes out of? I, I just I, I <laughs> couldn't imagine that would be comfortable. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> and uh, our guest for the week, we are pleased to be joined today by Andre Demise, contributing editor of McLean Magazine and TikTok extraordinaire. He's blowing up, folks. How's it going, Andre? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm sweating already. <laughs> why? Uh, uh, <laughs> he just sweats a lot. Yeah, it's unrelated. Oh, okay, okay. It's unrelated. Uh, I was gonna say I thought I thought you were nervous, but apparently you're just uh, you're one of those like uh, hyperhydrating people. Oh yeah, I'm a I'm a wet I'm a wet bandit. You know, I don't. Okay. <laughs> Got it. I'm uh, I'm doing Home Alone two cosplay. It also okay. he he mostly sweats Big Mac juice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did have some McDonald's for breakfast, man. I I'll tell you, like this is a pro trash food podcast, Andre. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people online that'll hate on you if you're going to McDonald's, and I'm, I'm I I just I don't have time for it. Okay. Yeah, yeah and people on your podcast, which is me. <laughs> I, it, it's the foulest thing about you. Fuck off, dude. I bought a basket of fries yesterday and an apple pie. <laughs> <laughs> then I had to throw away the apple pie because my dumbass high ass left it on the floor by accident, and then Bowie ate half of it. Well, uh-huh. you only had to, th- I mean, you still had a good half. All right, let's move on. <laughs> All right, so oh, this no. this is a Wait, pie- wait, wait. Did you eat your half after? No, I just threw it away. Okay. Yeah. You hate to see it, folks. Uh, this uh, is not just a podcast about McDonald's, although, frankly, we, we could keep going. But we're not going to, folks. Uh, a lot has happened in the last week, and we're going to go ahead and review some of the things that went down and find out if, in fact, this was the worst week yet. Uh, first and foremost, I want to start with a story here that really just blew my mind. Um, apparently... Subway is facing another lawsuit for misleading customers. Did somebody show their dick again? No. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. What did Jared do yeah. again? <laughs> I can't remember. I think he was they a child even... pornographer. Yeah, he, 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 apparently he was like touching children, but they don't even use human mascots anymore. They have those like uh, those animated monkeys. So you need to tell me that the animated monkeys were out here molesting. <laughs> the the <laughs> animated monkey, <laughs> the subway monkey, got me tooed. No, um, <laughs> no. Uh, this lawsuit is apparently a California couple is suing Subway because they allege that the tuna on Subway's tuna sandwich is not in fact tuna. What is? It's it? not only not tuna. It's neither tuna nor fish. Is the problem. Here's the thing. It's pretty it's pretty tasty. So I'm not we can get into it, but this is what they said. They said that the tuna as described by Subway is quote 
a mixture of various concoctions that do not constitute tuna, yet have been blended together by the defendants to imitate the appearance of tuna, end quote. What the hell is it? I eat I've eaten that tuna multiple times. I mean, for someone who for someone who hates on somebody else for going to McDonald's, I do fuck with Subway super uh, that's hard. Disgusting. I, I mean, where else are you gonna get a sweet onion chicken teriyaki? It's just bomb, uh, dude. Man, yeah, for sure. Um, um But yeah, this isn't the first time Subway's faced legal troubles. Yeah. Y'all remember twenty thirteen they got sued because their foot long sandwiches were not in fact a foot long. Uh, even just last year in 2020, uh, Ireland's Supreme Court ruled that Subway's bread is not legally classifiable as bread because there's too much sugar. Okay, I just want to—I just want to know, like, what kind of this shit is wild food gazy? So, what do they actually <laughs> sell that is what they purport it to be? Because you say that you're a big fan of sweet onion chicken teriyaki. Is it actually chicken? Is it actually teriyaki? Are there real onions in there? I—I I don't know. Here's the thing: I don't like, know what any of it is, but it's definitely sweet. And like that okay. one's not false advertising. <laughs> it's definitely matter. It's made of atoms. It is. That's all it has edible. to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The FDA is just like, hey, is it made of atoms? Then yeah, it's good. But so. I think I think after the foot long's not a foot long, and the bread is not actually bread. At this point, it's on you to believe anything that Subway is advertising is what well, it is. Whenever, whenever that foot long thing happened, and I was on the fence about RBG at the time, but she ruled. <laughs> She rolled against. She rolled against Subway on that, and that's whenever she won me over. So, <laughs> R.I.P. R.B.G. <laughs> pour one out for the great. Yeah, pour yeah. one out from a bitch. <laughs> Daniel's about. To, Daniel's about to go like uh, remove his shirt and put on a put on a lace collar right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Slay Queen. Um. Well, that's not all we have in the world of legal troubles. Apparently. Rudy Giuliani, favorite of the pod. He's, you know, honestly one of the one of the heads up there on Mount Worst Week yet more. Yeah, Rudy, come on the pod. <laughs> uh, he's facing a lawsuit by Dominion Voting Systems for defamation. Uh, he said to Lou Dobbs on Fox Business that Dominion was formed by Hugo Chavez in order to fix elections, and Dominion was like, "Dude, what?" <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he's he's still on this Hugo Chavez thing? Well, no, he's not on it anymore, but uh, he said it on TV. So they're like, uh, we can sue you. We're going to sue you for that. Like, what the uh, fuck? Oh, oh, he said this a while ago. Okay, I thought he still. Yeah. I thought, uh, yo, also, Rudy Giuliani looks like Nosferatu. Does anybody else? Does anybody else think that like uh, that like Werner or uh, yeah Werner Herzog's not Nosferatu that he looks like that? He, he definitely has like a Max Shrek appearance about him. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know that he so much like rises out of bed in the morning as just like like levitates out of it. You know, just, like, <laughs> he just, he just like levers ninety degrees out of bed, um, possibly like sleeps hanging upside down from rafters, and I don't know that shit where like the the dye was like he's doing that press conference and uh, the dye was leaking out of his hair and down his face and shit. I just you you New Yorkers actually elected this man. Not only not only, <laughs> not only did you all elect this man mayor, but the mob was prosecuted by him. What kind like? Rico, Rico must be a motherfucker because if somebody that dumb could like get the gaudies, that that's gotta tell me he had all the odds stacked in his favor. This dude is one of the like. You th you think that like I'm 
I'm not I'm not that smart a person, as I've said on multiple occasions. I'm just a himbo who reads. But <laughs> there are times when they're there I run into certain people. I look at them and I'm like, wow, maybe I am actually smart. And Rudy Giuliani is <laughs> Is that why you agreed just, to come on our podcast? <laughs> well, when I knew that you were gonna be talking about Rudy Giuliani, I had to because he's people really don't like the guy. I I don't dislike him. He's like a he's like a slow puppy. If you know what I mean, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> like a slow. Wait, hold on, a slow puppy that arrested homeless people. Let's just let's, yeah. let's, let's say some, that right that now. Somehow, but well, well, the the bureaucracy of New York is so shitty that it allowed somebody like that to institute rules that were that, that like that that oppressed like black and brown people throughout the five boroughs. Yeah. And it turns out that this dude is just not a. He's not the sharpest tool in the shed at all. I'm I'm trying my best, even though like I can I definitely fall under like the categories of disability that I'm allowed to use this language, but I'm not gonna use it on your podcast. I'm just saying the dude is just not fucking bright. So it speaks really to the like <laughs> the machinations of the New York bureaucratic machine that somebody like that could amass so much power because the guy's a fucking dumbass, just a complete dipshit. I I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, I, under, I understand how America like is is able to like manufacture the 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 worst and most mediocre white people into powerful figures. I mean, you're just coming out of your long national nightmare. I completely understand that, but I think Rudy Giuliani is a much more instructive uh, lesson than Donald Trump even is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. And he made his way into multiple movies. Uh, when that movie Anger Management came out, this is like you know obviously post nine eleven, like two thousand three. I went to see that with my uncle, who's like like just staunchly anti Giuliani and has been. And whenever he shows up in the end of the movie, my uncle just shouted out in the theater, "How the fuck did he make it into this movie?" <laughs> and like this is post nine eleven, so all these people like gasp. It was it was ridiculous, but yeah, Rudy Giuliani is most definitely a manufactured mediocre white person yeah he's a piece of shit and i will never forgive him for what he did to like the art scene the music scene like in new york city you always say that but like i i i just i don't completely agree with you because didn't he do controlled chaos wasn't that or was that under dinkins well, it is. I mean, uh, it's undeniable that it's getting better. I mean, Ella Emhoff just has taken off. Oh, uh, yeah, now. yeah, that's right. So the, oh, nature is boy. healing itself. I will. I do want to say that uh, over the summer, Rudy Giuliani was rumored to have COVID. And there was a picture of him uh, like sweating and coughing on TV. And there was like a caption that said, Rudy Giuliani looks like the kind of guy that gets bit in a zombie movie and then tries to hide it. And, and, yeah. since, and since then, there has been like a hundred different instances where that applied again to him. Like he just yeah. always looks like that. He's like um, Bolsonaro. Like he's never gonna fucking die, dude. He's dude, never even, gonna die. Even Amy Goodman made fun of him on Democracy Now. Like in like the headlines <laughs> a couple weeks ago. Like she was like she was like and in a stunning. Uh, makeup disaster, Mr. Giuliani. And I was like, damn, dude, if Amy Goodman's coming at your throat, like, you must have <laughs> fucked up big yeah. time. Because I saw her defend a cop one time. So whenever I saw her speak at a, at this thing in Chicago a couple of years ago. So Giuliani's got to be a piece of shit if Amy Goodman's coming at your throat. 
Damn straight. In that uh, manner. In more legal trouble news, we've got an update on the impeachment. Uh, the articles of article of impeachment was delivered to the Senate on Monday. Uh, Republicans tried to vote it uh, to declare it unconstitutional, but it failed, forty-five to fifty-five. So we are getting an impeachment, baby. Um, uh, forty-five to fifty-five. <laughs> the years my dad stopped doing cocaine, and <laughs> just stuck to Coors Light. <laughs> so okay, wait. The only thing I care about is Trump going to testify because that is going to be Here's hilarious. The thing. Here's the thing. His entire legal team quit yesterday or today. <laughs> he has to represent himself now. There's literally nobody working on his legal team. They all quit. That's insane, dude. Like, so, like, I don't know if he's going to testify, but I feel like he has like he has geez. to talk. And, oh, people are like, oh, I'm so glad to put this behind, put Trump behind us. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm so excited for this. Like, this is yeah. going to be awesome, dude. dude. That's the if thing. he has to defend himself. Like, that's the thing so about great. liberals is that, again, they're at fucking brunch and they're, you know, talking about whatever. Uh, and, again, Trump is a symptom of the disease that is fucking capitalism. Like, I, I, and, and they're going, again, they're going to ignore everything so they don't have to do anything, and then they're going to lose the House and Senate in 2022. I'm calling it right now. But that's what they want, so they don't have to fucking do anything. They're just going to do this impeachment for two fucking years, and it's going to be dumb. I think that they could, if they all just took, if they all just took a little time, got the spirit of RBG in them, they could take <laughs> this motherfucker down. Okay. <laughs> Did you see that? What's that dude's name? Sank Chank Uger. I don't know how to say it. Jank. Jank. Uh, Jank Ugers. He tweeted the other day, apparently some former KGB spy came out with a story that was like, uh, yes, Russia worked with Trump for 40 years, cultivating him to become an agent. And Chank Uger shared it and was like, this is exactly what I've been saying. And it's just like, dude, why, why do you think a KGB spy is trustworthy? Like, why do you believe his story? He's a KGB <laughs> spy, you fucking psycho. <laughs> I don't understand. It's like, I get that. You believe him because he's saying exactly what you already believe. But, like, please, for the love of God, think about that for a second. He's a KGB spy. He might be lying to an American media company. <laughs> like, yeah, It's going to be dumb. He's not going to go to jail. Nothing's going to happen to him. And then he'll speak at the DNC in 2028 about why <laughs> you shouldn't vote for the Republican candidate. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, the vote 45 to 55 signifies that the impeachment will probably fail because they need... I think 50, 67 senators to vote for it. But there are going to be some consequences from uh, the chaos at the end of the Trump administration, specifically the, the nightmare of 1-6. Uh, and that is uh, the Capitol Police chief said that they're going to put up permanent fencing around Congress. Okay. We did it. Sweet. <laughs> Guess what? Those fences can still fucking come down. People jump over fences all the time. I see it all the time at juvenile detention. This one kid, dude, he just, the one day he fucking busted out of the fucking nurse's station. And I watched him, yo. He runs down the fucking hill and just, whoop, jumps right over the fucking fence. So, yeah, put up your fence. Oh, wow. Did he, like, totally clear it like a parkourist? Oh, yeah, dude. Like, it was like parkour, yo. I had never, I have never seen a fucking kid run this fast <laughs> and jump that high. Like, I was like, yo, they, please don't, like, get him on an AWOL. I think that we should 
congratulate him for jumping that high. <laughs> and then we should put all of his energy into like doing track or some shit. Here's the thing, Maria. I know that this might sound a bit insensitive because you said he was coming from the nurse's station, but honestly, that sounds sick. <laughs> Do that uh, drum <laughs> thing. Yeah, you know what? We're gonna cut that out. We're gonna cut that out. Siri, how do I get fired from my own podcast? This is a that is this is what Pittsburgh comedians are like. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Pittsburgh comedians are like Dave Barry, but fucking worse. Now we're off topic. We are off topic. Let's get back on topic. There's other things that happened. It's not all legal troubles. Some of it is uh, good. Good news. Uh, at least it's news. I don't know. Sarah Huckabee Sanders announced she's running for governor of Arkansas. Can oh you believe God. it? Uh, that's good <laughs> news for me because she's hilarious and she's always like, she seems like she's drunk oh. all the time. Somebody made a tweet a couple years ago and they're like, yo, I know this isn't woke, but Sarah Huckabee Sanders looks like a couch. <laughs> <laughs> she does she does she does she looks like a fucking love sack she looks like that love sack with weed leaves on it <laughs> my mom my mom bought a love sack with weed leaves all over it because it was on it was at a, it was like a 70 percent discount oh my it was God. yeah she was just like a huge weed leaf and like he just like she like has it in one of like in in like what i would consider my room uh, and she was like, oh, yeah, look at this. Like, isn't this so cool? And I was like, yo, there's weed leaves all over this. She's like, yeah, but it was only $100 as opposed to, seven, like, you know, $400. <laughs> Is it comfy? Oh, yeah, for fucking, yeah, smoking big on? Of course it's comfy. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to win, though, Arkansas, right? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <gasps> she praised Trump in her announcement. So she's, you know, clearly not putting anything behind her. Um, yeah, she also... Led with cancel culture, too. I mean, that was, uh, she's just playing all the hits. Oh, yeah. I mean, wait, why? What did she do? Oh, she just talked about how she, how she overcame cancel culture. Like, <laughs> who, who, was trying to, who was trying to cancel you? Like, everybody wanted you on their shows. Like, you, you, you were like a minor celebrity for the time being that you were a press secretary. Mm -hmm. I really understand that. And it's, it's like, look, if any, if anybody like built like a, the Huckabee family, which are basically like, like thumb thumbs from spy kids that let themselves go. <laughs> if you can succeed on television, uh, then I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry about cancel culture. I, I would say that the opposite of cancel culture has happened to you. Didn't her dad play bass with Corn? Isn't that a what? thing? Yeah, her, I'm pretty sure because one of the guys from Corn got like super religious, and so Mike Huckabee. This is. The dad is Mike Huckabee, right? Yeah, yeah. Mike he Huckabee, had yeah. he had like Brian Head, whatever from Corn on, and he played guitar, and, and Mike Huckabee played bass to like Freak on a Leash or something. I don't fucking understand. Oh it. my god! Now I gotta look that up. <laughs> I'm, I'm either either that definitely happened, or I have way cooler dreams than I thought <laughs> I did. <laughs> that is pretty fucking wild. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so worst we get, we uh, endorse Sarah Huckabee Sanders to <laughs> fuck the shit up. Here's the thing. If she doesn't become governor of Arkansas, she'll be like hosting Dancing with the Stars or something. So like fucking give her Arkansas. I don't want to see her on TV. I don't even watch TV, but I don't want to see her on it. Oh, my God. It's true. They did. Corn guitarist defends Mike Huckabee collab performance after backlash. Yeah. Yeah. They did. They did the song Blind. That's fucking I can cool. see, I can see, I'm going blind. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there was a meme the other day that was 
the current press secretary, Jen Psaki, next to Kaylee McEnany. And the theme of the meme was like, at least Republicans are hotter. And somebody just replied with a picture of Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Oh, my God. <laughs> just saying, I'm not but, really into body shaming people, but like you opened the door up with saying, oh, at least Republicans are hotter. Like I, you were just I don't know. I mean, yeah, you can be hot like looking. But then when you open, I mean, that's like half the guys that I've dated. They're super fucking hot. Right. And you're like, oh, shit, I'm going to um, bang them. You just can't keep hot guys away from you, can you? I can't. <laughs> Uh, and Don't then they have a spray for that? As soon as Whoa. they open their mouths, I'm like, oh my God, why did I have sex with him? <laughs> okay, follow-up question. Why did you have sex with him before you they opened their mouths at all? <laughs> uh, I probably was drunk or something. Oh, that's know. whenever you were dating the, those mimes. She had, whenever, you had, whenever you had that conservative mime kink, kink I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah dude. When, when the, you when, should see what he can do with his hands. And then that... That one, that one that you were dating kept like talking, saying terrible things about immigrants while you guys were having sex. Like that was, I totally forgot about that. But yeah. I didn't know because yeah. I didn't. I don't he know. Was, I was, he was, he was like uh, miming trying to escape an ice facility. That's <laughs> what I should have known. <laughs> should have known something was up. <laughs> what if we, you had a mime as a press secretary? I would honestly prefer it because our current press secretary, Jen Saki. Fucking sucks, dude. Dude, she is yeah, terrible. She, All she, she does. Way cooler. She was a mime. So we're gonna talk about the stonks a little later, but I just, I just want to bring this up. Somebody asked her a direct question about what was happening with, um, uh, with Robin Hood. They were like, "Why is Robin Hood limiting the amount of stocks that people can buy for these certain whatever stocks?" Or, and she responded by saying. Listen, we have the first female treasury secretary, and she's looking into it. Yeah, like, like women are any better at math than men. Like, please. No, that is not the point. <laughs> the point I'm making is how the fuck are you going to answer a direct question about a specific choice that a specific company is making by saying, listen, we've got identity politics. That's all Shut you're going to hear like, for the next two years. That's all you're going to hear for the next two years. Like the next time we bomb Yemen, they're going to roll out a blind albino guy that's the new secretary of defense and be like, why would you ask this guy to look into it? He's blind. That's ableist. I wow. <laughs> oh, dude. Okay. I don't Andy, know. On a roll. I love oh, it. Oh, my goodness. I got a little bit of vinegar it. in my veins. I don't fucking know. It's just like, I get that, like, if you're, you're into, your entire job as a press secretary is to, like, not answer questions directly and, like, try and r wrap everything up in a bow. But, like, seriously, to, like, lead your answer with, we have the first female treasury secretary. It's like, are you just trying to slap us in the face with, we don't care about you? Like, it's so embarrassing, like, as a woman to see this whole like feminist wave where it's not feminism at all like it, it's it's not feminism it's so embarrassing to see the democratic party use gender um is you know well we're doing better because we put a woman in office janet uh, they also said something about janet yellen because she took like eight hundred and twelve thousand dollars in like speaking fees or whatever and jen however the fuck you say her last name is Pisaki or whatever. Helga Pataki. Yeah, was like, well, she deserves it. She's done the work. She deserves all like all of that money and like said something about her being a woman. Like, look, dude, yes, speaking fees, I mean, if if you know your shit, yeah, like you should you deserve to be paid for your stuff. But eight hundred and twelve thousand dollars. I mean, it's just the same bullshit is like 
I don't know. Hillary speaking to yeah, all the Wall Street Hillary banks and shit. Yeah, Hillary speaking to Wall Street banks and all that. I would rather, I would respect the Democratic Party more if they would just be fucking honest with us. Put yeah, a press they wouldn't, And that they wouldn't be the Democratic Party if they were honest. Right. So, that's, you know. Um, sorry to tell, hey, sorry to burst your bubble on that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Damn it. You know what I mean? I know, I, know your day, I know your days are filled with hot guys that don't speak and things like that, but some of us in the real fucking world know what's going on, all right? Well, I don't know, Dan, because I'm pretty sure that Joe Biden says that we need a president who believes in truth. In truth and science, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the guy, yeah, the guy's told the truth about a couple of things. He's, you know, uh, whenever he was arrested uh, in uh, in South Africa, you what? know what I mean? When he All had those corn things. pop. Whenever, <laughs> whenever he, what did you just say? Corn pop. Remember corn pop? No, I just thought you were going to say he played bass with corn because that was <laughs> sick. Yeah, he played bass with corn as well. No, it's just they're going to use identity politics to get away from helping the actual people that's what they're gonna do and nobody's gonna get nobody's gonna get any help nothing's gonna get done they're just gonna do symbolic bullshit well they figured out that enough people will vote for them if they just give us representation and literally nothing else and they're just gonna roll with that right it's the same thing as like when they were like oh okay we're totally gonna do something for black people we're gonna name this street black lives matter boulevard fuck ass for that they're asking, that fixes everything. Right, that fixes everything. That fixes the racist police. Uh, it, it fixes fucking, um, you know what I mean, outcomes for black children. Like, get the fuck out of here. Nobody is asking for you to do this symbolic bullshit. We're asking you to actually do things. Listen to stakeholders in the community. Or whenever they tried to they tried to uh, fix the problems between Italian Americans and African Americans in in New York by naming that street Lubega Boulevard. That wasn't you know what I mean. That wasn't cool. That was that was some bullshit. You know, it wasn't even clever. I you just could, wanted to bring. It wasn't even clever. You could have called it Mambo Number Fifth Avenue or something. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> out on that dude. The hits I just, just to keep Lou on Vega. coming baby um yeah so let's talk about good old president biden a little bit uh he announced uh i think on monday that he was going to put an end to federal private prisons guess what guess what <laughs> criminal justice fucking slash juvenile justice expert here uh private prisons only make up eight per federal private prisons only make up eight percent of the prison industry only eight percent also, all he is saying is that he's going to stop. He put a hold on contracts. Do you know how long contracts are for private prison for private prisons? Longer like, than I'm going to say probably I'm, I'm at least a, a couple year. weeks. Well, no, they can do one for like five to ten years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they can do one for five to ten years. So, OK, yeah, great first step. But it's not this huge fucking step like people are acting like it is. Like, uh, yeah, we need to shut down private prisons, but, like, it's only 8% of the prison industry. That's it. That's it. What is that doing? Uh, like, Yeah, because most, most prisons are private, but they're state-run, right? Is that, am I right about that? Yeah, they're okay. state-run. So what's going to happen is, like, the people that aren't in the private prison system, they're going to go to state correctional institutions, mm -hmm. which are, have their own fucking problems. Which have horrific... Yeah, I've watched Orange is the New Black, dude. I get it. Well, I mean, there's horrific <laughs> problems. And, like, okay, 
yes, okay, stop private prisons, but I would respect you way more if you would just come out and be like, look, I fucked shit up with the crime bill. I fucked shit up with the crime bill. Here's the thing. Biden's never going to get my respect unless he comes out and does something about, like, Miller v. Alabama and admits that he fucked up and he put those fucking kids in fucking prison. I mean, it's it's shocking to me that no politician has ever just come out unless they're like caught in a sex scandal or something and be like, yeah, I fucked this up. I'm going to try and do it better. Who is that dude that got caught uh, getting HJs in the bathrooms of airports in, I think he was from Wisconsin. Mitt Romney? No, there was some <laughs> Republican, Republican senator that was like, he, he was like always, he was like meeting up with like, People oh, in, in like, he was like, I remember, I remember this. He would like uh, make a little hand gesture under the side of the bathroom stall to just indicate like, hey, yo, so uh, you trying to get some of this or what? Yeah. Is, is that really what it was? Yeah. Yeah. I oh, forget his uh, name though. I wonder if it was Damn. the same little okay symbol that all the white supremacists are doing now. <laughs> yeah, <he's> oh. like, <laughs> I forget who that was too, but yeah. Um, Either way. That he came out and said I fucked up, and then he he I think he ended up going to one of those camps. That uh, they, yeah, yeah, like the Christian they, camps, and oh, he said yeah. that he's not gay. Oh, it was um, it was Larry Craig. It was Larry, Larry Craig. Craig. Yes, yeah, it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He was like, it was like when Vito gets caught uh, in the Sopranos, like <laughs> fucking up, like in like the leather outfit in that bar. Oh and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole family's like, well, we can send him to one of these camps that they got for <laughs> <Yeah>. him. Like, <laughs> but here's the thing: I wouldn't even give a fuck if somebody got caught in a sex scandal, whatever. If it's not illegal, I don't give a shit. What I give a shit is about how you vote and what your policies are. And mm-hmm. here's the thing: that would have been one of the biggest things. Like, if Sanders would have gotten the um, nomination, I would have been flipping out about his vote, the Foster Sesta vote. Because I don't fucking agree with it. And I think it really fucked up uh, things for our comrades who work in the sex industry. Uh, You know, again, I I think it's refreshing when people come out and say, I made a mistake, I fucked up. Or I looked at this and I made a mistake, you know, or or I was mistaken, you know, 20 years ago. I respect Mm -hmm. that way more, but nobody will do that. Everybody, I mean, you even see it online, like people double down constantly. Admit you made a mistake. Yeah. Hey, look at the look at the my pillow guy. Like I, <laughs> yeah. like I like I said last podcast, he started out as the my cum rag guy, changed his life up. Now he's the my pillow guy. You know what I mean? You so, can change your brand. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be hammering that joke for the rest of my life. <laughs> every every person I've come into contact with in the last five days has heard me say that, and they're just like, "All right, dude, yeah, we did it." <laughs> You just recycle jokes, and then whenever we're all in a big group together, you tell the same joke, and nobody laughs. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else did Biden do? Um, well, he had announced a moratorium on deportations, uh, but then a federal judge blocked that moratorium down in Texas. So uh, I guess we're kicking people out still again. I don't know. Um, also, what happened to those 2,000 kids that Donald Trump's lost? Uh, Donald Trump's ICE administration lost. Like the, those fucking kids that they they were like, I don't know where the parents are. Yeah, <laughs> or, I don't know where the kid is. Biden's gonna find their parents and then lock were the parents up so the families can be together. <laughs> they were talking about those missing kids a whole lot before the election, and I don't think they found them yet. Yeah, I haven't, yeah, I haven't they, heard a single thing about them. <laughs> um, but Gil- yeah. gold, gilded cages are still cages. Yeah, I want to know about the kids in cages though, because like, here's the thing. If I know one thing about Joe Biden, he's not a government waste guy, right? So, like, Obama built the cages. 
Trump filled the cages. Biden's not going to let them just sit there. No. He's got to get no. some kids in there. I wonder if they check the cages for those missing kids. <laughs> yeah, fucking Jesus Christ. Yeah, you know, it's all it's all fun stuff. Uh, let's see. Biden also announced that he's going to reopen the Affordable Care Act marketplace for enrollment. This is exciting. Andre, you're in Canada, right? Yes. I'm, so, in, uh, um, I'm just outside of Toronto, yeah. So how often do you have to renew your <laughs> your health insurance? Is that you guys have to do that every <laughs> year or... <laughs> no, we don't. We don't ever have to renew anything. As, well, actually, that's not true. That's not true. We do have to uh, uh, go to the um, the same office that you, I guess we would consider a DMV. We call it Service Ontario, and renew the health card every what is it like every five years? Well, that's so just that's, that's communism, right? Like you guys, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> it, it means we have no private property. As a matter of fact, the computer that I'm using. Uh, <laughs> to to engage this meeting with you on is is actually state-owned property and i only have it for a period of up to six months and then i have to return it otherwise i face arrest yeah i was wondering why you had that framed picture of trudeau with a cam- <laughs> with a currently running <laughs> camera on top of it behind you but i uh, it all makes sense yeah. now can i be yeah. honest i didn't realize because i just didn't realize that you were in canada and you're so nice and mild-mannered <laughs> Like and a- as you were saying, I was like, "Oh shit, that's like he's such a nice person <laughs> because he's not yeah. a, because he's it not an American." Sense. Like he, when you were talking earlier about like how like cussing can be like this sign of the biggest disrespect. Like that's how I just feel about like ev- every Canadian person. And I I was reading about like the how like the mob in um I can't remember what city it is uh but like the mafia like has like a huge hold on like some canadian city and i was like yo but they have to be like the nicest grease oh oh uh, yeah that's that's vaughn that's the city of uh vaughn and woodbridge sorry you're gonna be sleeping with the fishes tonight <laughs> <laughs> no but the thing is like they're not the the people like the italians and woodbridge are not like like new york italians where they're like i don't know like five generations removed and they're kind of like cosplaying italian hood sorry maria i'm, I'm kind of pulling your card on this one <laughs> Uh, no, hey, I'm, not, I'm a Pittsburgh Italian. I'm not a New York Italian. Okay. No, no, but I'm saying, well, American Italians is what I'm trying to get. Yeah, at. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, these these are people like their parents are from the old country. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, it, it, they, don't, they, don't, they can't even pronounce Woodbridge. They, they say Woodbridge, you know, so th- these are like the Italian Italian mobbed up people. They they actually do scare me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. They haven't been fully. They're, they're very polite, though. They're very polite. That's, they, that's there's like the it, there is like a certain like politesse uh, to it, like Italian people from Italy, uh, and I think they fit in quite well here because there's just a uh, that passive aggressive politeness really does play well. I'm um, sure. I, I live say- in South Philly, and that's <laughs> that is not the case at all. <laughs> yeah, we're like, yeah, it's like because when my family came over, uh, it was my great grandparents, and so I'm third generation. And everybody, like, that grew up in that neighborhood said that my great-grandparents were the nicest people they've ever met. They were quiet, very friendly, and they had nine children, and all nine children were fucking hell on wheels. I mean, my <laughs> my aunts were fighting people, my one Aunt Naomi, which, Dan, you know Aunt Naomi. I do. Aunt well, Naomi, I dude, uh, yeah, she pulled a gun. Wild. 
<laughs> yeah, dude, she's bad as fuck, dude. She pulled a gun out on somebody. This was also the aunt that was, uh, she beat the shit out of my cousin's ex-wife at his funeral. And what? She, yeah, she was 78 <laughs> at the time because my cousin's um, wife was like a straight Andre is so disgusting. Right <laughs> Andre's writing Trudeau a letter that we should, that Canada should build a wall. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, my aunt, she fucking kicked uh, my cousin's ex-wife down the steps. Because my, they told her they were like, "Don't come to Mario's funeral. Don't come to May May's funeral." And then sh- that bitch showed up. So my cousin Karen threw a fucking punch at her, and then my aunt Naomi just fucking kicked her right down the steps, dude. It Karen was- Karen Gravano is her cousin. Yeah, Karen Gravano. Karen of, Gravano of Mob Wives. All right, sorry, Andre. Yeah. So no, 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 no. It's all good. <laughs> so Biden's opening up the uh, the fucking healthcare marketplace because you know so many people have lost their health insurance in the last year, and he's like, I don't want you guys to be unable to go out and you know buy more health insurance for a couple hundred dollars that still cost five grand to even use. I want you to be to have the freedom to spend thousands of dollars to see a fucking doctor i want yeah. you to have that freedom and you can only see a doctor within this five mile radius and it doesn't matter if it's a, you know what i mean Fuck oh and it. if that doctor's in another health network then you're not gonna be able to go with that even though those words literally seem to not really mean anything uh <laughs> dude i had to fight and all I've, of this is like this none of this makes any fucking sense to me whatsoever like i don't know what you i don't know what you guys are talking about um i'll yeah. sum it up it's uh, privatized healthcare is bad <laughs> it's very bad it sounds like it sounds like ass you it's know what uh, happens when i want to go see a doctor i call my don't. doctor up and i'm like hey i'm coming in for a visit and he's like all right cool and that's it that's just that's just what happens <laughs> and then when i when i leave his office uh i just go home that's it i i show my health card to the receptionist before i go into see my doctor and then when i leave i Square down some hand sanitizer and then I go home and that's it. And then I never think about it again. Mm. Yeah, but that I mean, I'm sure so your taxes wild. are like 110% of your income because that's the only way that could no, ever work. Our, <laughs> my, our, our taxes on, on our taxes on average are somewhere around a third of our income, depending on what your like your uh, marginal tax rate is. But on average, for it tends to like, and once you add in like the, you know, like the uh, the GST or sorry, the HST rebates, that, that is like the um, harmonized sales tax rebates. So if your income is below a certain amount, you will actually get some tax rebates. And uh, yeah, so Christ. once you factor those in, you're you're I don't know somewhere between like a quarter and a third of your income goes ha- towards taxes. That's haven't you guys it. been getting like two grand a month with the pandemic too? Oh, oh yeah, we've been getting. The all right, let's. That's, all right, fuck you. Let's go. Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> we're, we're now yeah, we jealous. Were, uh, Damn it. We were pulling like two G a month. We were getting bands off of that, bro. It was. Uh, it was great. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, we got a uh, gift card to Outback Steakhouse. P.S. Where mm-hmm. it's one twenty six. I got it. I got eventually. it. Um. So yeah, there is still a pandemic happening. We love to remind folks that we are not out. Uh, not. Not done with this shit. I don't know. It's it, since the election is over. It's like I know, like oh, who even wants to talk about it? But like, there's still thousands of people dying every day. Um, on Sunday, the United States hit 25 million cases. So, I mean, it's a lot. But here's the thing: people act like people act like oh, we've all had it or whatever. Like we can move. That's not even 10 percent of our population has had it yet. No, like, yeah, they said what a million are probably gonna die. That's yeah. what they that's what they uh estimated, I guess. Yeah. Um on Tuesday the world hit a hundred million COVID cases. 
So, you know, just we we cannot be stopped. Yeah, there's all these fucking va- variants now. And, like, the thing is, is that, like, a lot of people had the, like, oh, herd immunity. Like, let's just let everybody get it or whatever. And the thing with that is, is that if you allow a virus to spread, it starts to mutate. And now you have, like, three different mutations coming in from different parts of the world. And, like, I think the South Africa variant is like more resistant to the vaccine and the UK variant is like much quicker spreading. And it's like, motherfucker, I want to like go to a concert before 2025. Like we need to do, you know what? No, I'm sure it's fine. But I even like, cause I got vaccinated. Um, well, I have to get my second, I know. <laughs> ooh, I have to get my second vaccination, I guess in like two weeks or whatever. I mean, and I'm happy because I just, I want to go out and see like my kids. Like I want to go to like, just be able to do like my regular job but again it's still you know other people you know aren't vaccinated they don't have the opportunity and then i also you know people that have um you know that are that are scared of taking the vaccine like we talked about it on the show like you know if i were a black person or a person of color i wouldn't fucking trust the government to shoot anything up in me you know what i mean up in me but like you know what I mean? that sounds really fucking what but if no. the government was a mime maria would you let them shoot it up in i was you then? Ju- oh i was just i was coming with it i was just coming with it e, andre that's why you can't be so nice you just gotta, you just gotta no, no, no. that's what american capitalism does to you you know what i mean but you no. see this yeah. but no i mean because i like you know the a lot of the families that i work with like we've had these discussions because i like check in you know with my families when there's like crazy shit going on and just being like yo you all right um and you know i have families that like yeah they don't trust the vaccine and i get it dude i totally fucking get it because i mean america doesn't have the greatest fucking track record when giving you know what i mean black people and people of color vaccinations um we make up for it in other ways though <laughs> oh yeah we name we name streets black lives matter boulevard yeah so, yeah right yeah. so yeah or, you know, yeah we've been, we made up for it we have the first indigenous quadriplegic he- secretary of labor okay um no i don't <laughs> we do that was a real thing for a second no we don't uh, i also that was a real thing for a second because i'm so i'm so fucking annoyed with with like like everybody sucking biden off because he isn't trump that like i've I'm not going to lie to you. In the last 10 days, I've just like turned off and only done schoolwork. So, well, that's probably good. So you can finally leave Temple. As I feel myself veering a little too far into the dirtbag left, I I, I feel like I want to clarify that I do think representation is good, but I don't think making making a point to show off that you have people of color when that is the only good thing about it is is bad. Because like if you put if you found a fucking black woman who was also a Nazi, Candace like, fucking Owens, like that's she's not a that's Nazi. Overall, I don't know bad. Nazi, like, but yeah. like, yeah, it, it does. Like, I'd be happy to see a black woman in a position of power, but not if she's Candace Owens. Like, there, there are like you still have to be a baseline good person for it to be good. And I, I don't know, like the the focus on identity politics, it it just it fucking without. There also being the intersectionality of like class struggle and in like just material change and it just it feels so it feels like aggressive. It feels like they're spitting in our face. But the problem is, is that they will attack a woman like Nina Turner, a black woman like Nina Turner. Identity politics doesn't like that whole thing doesn't fall when it comes to Nina Turner because they hate her. They have said I have seen 
you know, over like the last year with like K Hive and because like if you criticize Kamala Harris, fucking cop, any like slight percentage, it's you're misogynist, you're a racist, da 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 da. But then if you say something about Nina Turner, oh my god, the things that they have said about that woman. You know what I just thought of, and I don't want to talk about force the vote, but I will just say this. You know, when the force to vote thing was happening, everybody was so mad at AOC and the squad. They called them the fraud squad. They called them sellouts. They called them traitors. Bernie Sanders did not say anything about force the vote, and nobody said a goddamn word about him. No, they hate. No, like a lot of those, like, like the I don't even know what to call them. They don't like Bernie. But they didn't say anything. They were attacking AOC. They were attacking these women of color. They didn't say a fucking thing about Bernie. And he was doing the same thing. I don't know. Like I said, I don't want to talk about it. I want to talk about the market. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah let's oh, get no. it. Let's get into oh, it. No. Yeah. I it's time to put, stonk this shit up. Baby. I put two. Can, can I just can I just say one thing though? Can I just say one thing? Of course. Of course. I don't I don't really have a I don't really have a dog in the hunt and I've said this many times either way on the whole force the vote issue. What I what I really have like, and I'm and I'm I'm observing from Canada, so take this for what it's worth. Yeah, from paradise. I, really, <laughs> I I mean, not not if you're an indigenous person. Oh, that's he's, true. Um, he's observing but, from a doctor's office. You can just go; doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, I, yeah I can just go and hang out there. Yeah, I I I just like pitched a tent, and now I live here. <laughs> uh, but there's there's a. Uh, and I see this happen in Canadian politics a lot too, where uh, a political issue that actually like concerns people's lives it gets turned into like a game of football between personalities. And I feel like that's what the force the vote uh, discourse has turned into. It's like it, it went from like being a like a genuine and principled idea over trying to get Congress people on the record to support or not support healthcare. Now, <clears throat> however you feel about that is you know, it's completely up to you, but it then devolved into like a personality clash. And then now it's just basically people deciding like which internet personalities they want to side with. I, I just, I don't think it's healthy for any kind of like left-leaning discourse um, right. or for like personalities to lead these discussions rather than the people to lead the discussions. Well, that is a uh, great point. And uh, frankly, in America, we have no place for that kind of nuance. So I now <laughs> I want to build the wall too. Um, yeah. <laughs> But no, that's well said. We're, we're you're already, you're totally we're already right. working on it. Yeah, we're we're already working on it. I mean, we're we're shipping down some sketch one ice to put at the 49th parallel. It's uh, it's long lasting, <laughs> quite quite durable, unscalable. We're basically going to yeah, we're gonna we're gonna build the uh, the, the Game Great of Thrones. Ga Game of Thrones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, you're totally right. Like it is just at this point, no people are arguing more uh, less about how do we get healthcare and more about how do I demonize the person that's arguing against me or like how do i push their face in the dirt or like make them look stupid yeah. or and yeah it's not fucking helpful at all and it, it well it becomes a pale limitation of exactly what the left says that they're against like yeah. you know people would make fun of like liberals for uh you know for like idolizing barack obama they would they would make fun of conservatives for developing a cult of personality around donald trump but you see the same tendencies it's not it's not like a liberal or a conservative tendency i think it's it's a very american tendency uh, to like celebritize uh, people through their politics. And it's, it's not healthy because then your politics are only as like the, the foundation of your politics are only as solid as that person that you're projecting your wishes and desires on. And the moment they fuck up, that kind of like brings your politics down. And I'm sorry, but like, 
Jimmy Dore is not the kind of person that you want to be like anchoring your politics to. I don't know that you know he actually stands for anything. He doesn't seem to be like the the brightest human being. Uh, he's a, a funny person, but fuck if I'm willing to develop my politics around a fucking comedian. You, you know what I mean? I mean, if you if you really believe deeply in um, having Congress like put down on an up or down vote. On Medicare for all, all power to you. Like, go ahead and do that. I uh, and pressure your Congress people to do that. I've got no issue with that. As a matter of fact, I think in, in many ways that's like that's the responsibility of people in a democratically elected society to like bully and pressure the people that they voted for into doing what they elected them to do in the first place. But to uh, rally that around, you know, a comedian who tells you that the fucking uh, Boogaloo boys are like your coalition partners. You you're smoking dick. Like yeah, figure yeah. figure your shit out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because and that's it goes down also to this you know uh, refusing to take responsibility for when you're wrong, um, or yeah. even refusing to hear somebody's other side of it. I mean, look, everybody knows my whole thing is juvenile justice. I'll talk about that shit all day. Wait, wait, really? This is the first I'm hearing of. It. Oh, you didn't know that I work with kids. <laughs> No, but that's, but like juvenile justice, mental health, like that's my thing. I could talk about that all day. However, I don't know everything. Mm -hmm. I don't know everything. And, and it's good to hear other people's sides of it because then I can look back and be like, all right, what do I got to tweak to have somebody buy my side? But people don't do that. They want to just hang on to reactionary people like Jimmy Dore and yeah. Smoking dick. I'm going to use that term. Yeah. That's a good one. That is a good one. And uh, to speak to your point, I think that, like, it is just such an American thing to kind of, like, idolize people and put them on this pedestal. Like, we do it with Bernie a lot. And, yep. you know, we're so guilty of that. Also, it's just the fact that, like, in, you know, uh, if you went to a public school in the United States, like, what you're taught is to idolize these, like, really specific figures. And then – and they have done no wrong. So, like, whenever you – you called these people out and you're like, yo, that person was actually a piece of shit in history. Then like everybody loses their shit. Like that's just what we do here. We celebritize everybody. It's just like, and it's all perpetuated by, you know, the, these ideas of American capitalism. And it's, it's truly sad. And it's also just like a really poorly constructed education system that isn't, I mean, it just, it doesn't really do shit. So you have all these people that you're told your whole life that like, oh, politics is this boring thing, you know, whatever, whatever. But, and the reality is that, you know, politics cares as, uh, you know, care, politics is always going to care about you a lot more than you're going to care about it just because it dictates your life. And people are just waking up to that idea now. But what we do is we kind of like, uh, we take people, we celebritize them like we do with Bernie, like we do with Trump. We take anybody that's even the slightest bit of a populist and then they can do no wrong in our eyes. You know what I mean? So then they don't feel like they're subjected to having to actually cop to the bullshit that they do. You know, like because Obama like is still looked at like this fucking God here, uh, he won't, you know, you're never going to hear him admit the fact that he, he, he ramped up ice uh, like, like nobody else before him, you know, even though like it was only created a few years before his presidency started, but like he truly was like, you know, he was the deportation president and you'll never hear him cop to that shit. Just like you're going to hardly ever hear Biden say that like, yeah, I fucked up with the crime bill. It's just not expected of our politicians because we all, you know, we're all smoking dick as, as my, as, <laughs> as my new friend Andre would say. 
Smoking deck. Well, look at us having good points. I'm sick of it. Let's talk about the stock market. <laughs> yeah. This okay. is how you're going to see how dumb we really are. All right. So, people. Andre, we asked you to come on the pod because you, you had a pretty viral series of videos this week. Is, is, am I right? That that got like a lot of play online. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't expect that to happen at all. It was uh, it was like a, a throwaway joke where I was just like, hey, yo, like if you want me, would you like me to explain this whole like stock market situation in a TikTok? And people were like, yes, absolutely do it. You have to do this. Was, <laughs> it was great. Uh, okay. There all was, right. It, it was great to watch um, both your video and like, honestly, so many videos of people at like varying levels of like taking it seriously and misrepresenting things and not understanding it at all and understanding it a little. And like, just like the, this is the thing that has happened that I think the least people understand and the most people have explained if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, well, the thing is, and I, 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 I so I, I come from the financial industry, like, you know, once upon a time I was a financial planner, I worked for like a funds company. And so this stuff is like, it, it was my day to day. Right. Um, the, the thing that I really hated about working in the industry was business journalism. Business journalism is an entirely captive industry. Like, I don't know that there are many business journalists that have an interest, or maybe they start out that way, but that's just not where they end up is, is having an interest in like holding businesses to account and reporting on their misdeeds. Generally, it's basically just like, it's a stenography industry. It's like crime reporting. You, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like there's, they're, they're, they're entirely ideologically captured um, by, you know, by Wall Street. And one of the, uh, one of the things that they do to make their lives necessary like to make their their careers necessary is to obscure all like regular like you can explain things to people in just regular fucking language you can easily do that i, I was able to do that in a couple of tiktoks well not a couple it was like seven of them but mm-hmm. uh, a, a business journalist will sit there and hold for for like five ten minutes to write an entire column you, you read this thing or you watch them on tv and you're like i still don't know what the fuck you're talking about like what are you what are you saying to me right now how long and, um, can a tiktok video be is a it a TikTok minute video is 59 seconds all right so whatever I, point you have to make it yeah can i i i want to try something I am a dumb person, but I've watched so many people give their explanations of this that I think that I can give a concise explanation of everything that happened in the length of one TikTok video. I have a timer going okay. here. Do you want to do do you want to I'm going to I'm going to go for it and you tell me how wrong I am in my understanding of this. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> go, go Is that right okay? Ahead. All right, I'm going to yeah. wait till this gets uh, to 1 minute on the timer here. I have- a timer you idiot (laughs) there's a timer going on the fucking podcast machine okay okay here goes so uh (laughs) okay so um a bunch of financial the head hedge fund companies uh what they do part of what they do is they they make bets on things failing so that if they put up a little bit of money or like promise to buy something so that if it fails they make a bunch more money back and this happens all the time in the background nobody really notices it but uh for some reason everybody noticed that they bet a heavy on GameStop failing or GameStop failing and so a bunch of people on reddit were like fuck this shit let's pump up game stocks so that whenever it doesn't fail, we fuck over this hedge fund and maybe we'll even make a little bit of money. So a bunch of people did it. And then it snowballed from there because the GameStop price started rising. Everybody stopped, started putting money into GameStop. And now I think a hedge fund manager jumped off the top of the building of the stock exchange. That's 55 seconds. What did I miss? (laughs) 
I mean, yeah, that was uh, you know, it was a, a, a basic summary. That was that was, that was good. Uh, and nice. and that's that's really, I mean, more or less, that's what happened. I guess the uh, the part that people run into a little bit a little bit of difficulty on is well, it's like okay, but if the price of GameStop rose, then how is it that anybody was losing money? And you're right, like they were betting on it to go in one direction. And then the question is, okay, but what does a bet? What does that bet even look like? Like, well, how does that work? That you're 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 are you just like going into a casino and gambling or like how does, how does, how does this whole betting system work? And it's like, it's not exact. I mean, it is a bet, but it's kind of not options are, you know, options and other derivatives are kind of weird. And this is like where the mysticism of the market comes in because a lot of people understand stocks as like the, you know, the, the buy low sell high or dollar cost averaging, you know, buy amounts of stocks over a period of time. They might even understand stuff like, you know, value investing or, you know, dividend reinvestments, you know, you, where you buy, a fund or you buy a stock that the is so strong that they pay out uh, money to their investors on a periodic basis. And then you just reinvest that money. Like people understand stuff like that. But yeah, then when you get yeah. into like, yeah, yeah. Options and other derivatives, that's when you lose a lot of people, but it's not as though the options or uh, other derivatives are that hard to explain. They're actually like, like from their like the way that they're constructed they do kind of make sense the only question is why is any of this legal and that is something that i don't have an answer for i don't know why any of this fucking shit is legal yeah i don't know the amount of people i don't know how yeah the amount of people that were tweeting like hey just so you know if you're tweeting out that you uh, to buy this stock you might be committing a felony and it's like bro what? nobody nobody knows how any of this works don't don't act like you <laughs> know what the fuck <laughs> like. i didn't see that yeah. yeah i mean i was i was definitely saying to people like if if you want to make this your your jumping on point for game stock or GameStop stock, I I would probably say in my non capacity because I'm no longer a financial planner. But I, I'm I'm just like I I mean I wouldn't do it. I'm not going to do it myself, right? Here's what uh, I did. You know, um, this sex worker that I follow, who's super hot, uh, she was tweeting out that she was buying a bunch of stock of um AMC and uh what the fuck nokia and i mean she also posts a lot of pictures of her boobs so i spent 250 dollars on each and i think i've oh. lost like 200 dollars so on far on the stock or her boobs well i've already spent money on her boobs i'm a, i'm a, <laughs> okay. i'm an only fans uh premium member <laughs> yeah we're like fan, we we are big only fans uh supporters here but I don't look at it. I just have friends that do she it. She just supports me looking at it. Yeah, and um, I support Andrew's money <laughs> on checks. Yeah, so I I bought money. I don't Here's the thing. I'm in my expenses are so low that like everything's fucked up. Like money is literally not real to me right now. I haven't worked since November of 2019 and I just keep getting unemployment checks. So I'm like, whatever, dude. Like I I'm just going to fucking roll with it. So I just was like, I'll spend $500 to like be involved. I th my whole thing is my investment is that if I spend money and I lose a bunch of money, I'm going to pay a lot more attention. And like, once the money left my account, I was like, okay, now I have to actually learn what is going on. Um, yeah. I guess it's like the dumbest way to be motivated to pay attention to a news story, but Hey, here I am. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, that's how, that's how everybody was motivated to pay attention to this news story because mm -hmm. nobody was paying attention to it before. The, the people that were invested in GameStop and actually made uh, money off of the stock, like, at least that is from, the, from the Reddit board, I mean, they were invested only as far back as like 2019, some of them 2018. So it's yeah. only been a couple of years for, uh, for most people. And uh, for like a, a value investor or somebody who's like seeking value, um, it does take a little bit of homework to figure out like the fundamentals of the company to figure out like, you know, what is their, uh, 
earnings per share? Like what is their total market capitalization? What's their revenue? Like how, how healthy is it? And what's their like plan for expanding in the future? Like there's a lot that goes into figuring out whether or not a stock is worth investing in. Most people don't have that kind of time. Uh, there are even day traders who won't even look at any of that shit. They just look at like fucking candlestick charts all day and then like make predictions <laughs> on that. Some of it is basically just like, it's like throwing chicken bones into the air and then like reading the way that they scatter on the ground and then making a decision. Oh, that's or Joe Biden's like, healthcare plan. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, or like buying into uh, exchange traded funds, ETFs, which are basically like just like an assemblage mm -hmm. of stocks that are like low fee. So yeah, like, or just like hiring a financial advisor and then make all their decisions for you. Like a lot of people don't have time to just like sit down and research this stuff. Um, that being said, I think it's good that people are starting to pay attention now because if, if, if not, not only for understanding that the market is basically held together by like, a wish and a prayer. Uh, there's also that there's a hell of a lot of manipulation that happens by these multi-billion dollar hedge funds, which is perfectly okay. Like it's it's completely fine when a hedge fund like drives the price of a stock downward or artificially inflates a stock. You know the uh, the whole like uh, pump and dump strategy that that happens, and we just call that you know the regular course of market activity. Yeah, it's but just like a regular the, Tuesday or whatever. Like this this shit yeah. has been happening in the background this whole time, but like right now it has broken out. And I think I think what's got these like market people shook is that like. This isn't a new thing that's I mean like this specific like Reddit running up a stock or whatever but like the the concept of a market being manipulated or a stock being dramatically overvalued for what it should be like GameStop should not be rising it's a fucking brick and mortar store that sells a product that everybody can just download now It's like, not worth like 300 it's not worth like 300 dollars a share like I I just I don't care I don't I don't see that it's worth that much but I uh, it's just interesting to me how when regular people jump on the stock and then the price gets driven up, all of a sudden it's like a crisis. Like there's a, there's a crisis in the market. You have like fucking billionaires going on CNBC and on Fox Business News, just like pissing and moaning <laughs> about like how it is that these like these activists and these like uh, you know these agitators and these trolls are like fucking up the market. And it's like, but that's what you people do on a regular <laughs> basis. Are you kidding me? Yeah, like, it's like, only illegal when, or it's, they only get mad when we do it. Mm hmm. And so yeah. did so did Robinhood. They, I mean, they stopped letting people buy shares, right? Oh that yeah, just, that had like big. Oh. That had big like we realized we did something illegal. Energy because I I I signed up for Robinhood, but then it like it was backdated. I couldn't use it. I just bought my stock on Cash App. So then I got an email from Robinhood that was like. Uh, hey, just so you know, we're limiting the purchase. You're not going to be able to buy these <laughs> specific stocks. And then I was like. The next day, they were like, "Okay, we're gonna open up for you to be able to buy these stocks." I'm like, "But keep in mind, keep in mind, you said uh, that it's um, that people can't buy the stocks, but they can still sell them." Right? Yeah, yeah. So they're yeah. restricted from purchasing. So that's, that's that's interesting. If you're not allowed to purchase the stock, but you are allowed to sell the stock, who are you selling it to? Who's on the other side of the ledger? Yeah, and that's why I was saying is that like I think what's got these big companies, these Wall Street places shook, is that. They are like being dramatically exposed for all of this being made up bullshit. Like, there's no actual business, like, f fundamental shit behind this. This is all just made up numbers on a page somewhere. Like, the fact that nobody can buy it, but you can sell it. Like, 
That's a yeah, problem. So, who's, 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 so if you're selling it, then who's who's on the other side of it buying it? If the regular person is restricted from purchasing it on on Robinhood, who is the purchaser? Yeah, it's uh. And the answer the answer is is the same hedge funds that are seeking this they're seeking their outstanding floats. So basically, I'll, I'll, when they shorted the stock, that and they uh, they perform what's called a naked uh, short. What that means is you're selling somebody the option to purchase the stock. But you don't actually own the stock yourself. You've sold someone the option to purchase the stock. And according to that contract, if they exercise that option to purchase the stock, you have to come up with it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you're, you're supposed to locate that stock and give it to the person that you said you were going to sell it to for the agreed upon strike price, right? Yeah, yeah, if yeah. You can't like- lo- if you can't locate the stock, you're fucked. So if you, if you as uh, a GameStop holder, just a regular person and are seeking more stock and you can't find the stock to purchase because robin hood is restricting it but you can sell it and obviously on the other side of the of the uh the ledger there the person that's or the entity that's purchasing the stock are these hedge funds that are trying to cover their asses so it's basically like i mean you there is no evidence that robin hood (laughs) is colluding with the hedge funds but it doesn't take much of a genius to figure out oh okay so we see what you're doing here like you're you're just trying to make sure that these people are covered because you want uh you know if they collapse it's going to end the market or hurt workers pensions or what are the fuck kind of like catastrophic excuse you want to come up with but you're basically like tilting the uh the pinball machine in their favor well i know there's no evidence so to say but the ceo of Robin Hood is named Vlad, which oh, I thought it was leads- Errol Flynn. <laughs> it's it's Vlad. Wait, DJ Vlad? Yes, it's no, it's yes, okay. Dude. Hear me out. It's the Russians I mean, both again. Feds. It's the they're Russians again. Yeah. They are both feds. <laughs> it's the fucking Russians. Everything is the Russians. You don't understand. <laughs> This okay. Uh, look, I, I didn't I know have, that it was. I didn't. I did not know it was coming out of Russophobic podcasts. I mean, I talked the, to a former. <laughs> first, first there was the first. There's the the anti albinism, and now the uh, the Russophobia. Like this is problematic as fuck. Look, and I don't know if I could still be here. I talked to a former KGB spy, and he told me that he worked for Robin Hood, and that they were actually robbing from the poor and giving to the rich. So. Yeah, I don't know. We we were gonna get him on the pod, but uh, Vladimir Putin had him killed. It's fine. Vladimir Putin, come on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened? Did, uh, I think one of these com- one of these hedge funds called Melvin something, right? Melvin Capital. Yeah. Did they actually get fucked? Because the stock was coming due on Friday, or the short was coming apparently, due. Apparently, apparently, yeah. So on the con- okay, when you when you when you write an options contract, like when you write a call contract, there's like a due uh, date. There is- yeah, there's an expiry date. So I guess their expiry date came and went, and uh, that kind of fucked them up. They had to buy their way out of their position. Like they had to like eliminate their short position. They also required uh, almost a, like a two and three quarters billion dollar bailout from their investor partners. One of which was Citadel Management. Now Citadel is an algorithmic trading firm that. Citadel is like um sounds like a very necessary thing for American life. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you ever you ever be playing like an RPG and um you come up against an imagine like playing The Witcher 3, right? And you come up in, against an enemy that's got like a red skull over its head, meaning don't fuck with this enemy enemy because you're just not at a high enough level that you will not get washed fighting them. Right. And that's basically yeah, that's basically Citadel. Like Citadel is just like the it, it, Citadel is like the uh, the, the mid tier boss, um, and Blackstone being the final or Black Rock being the final boss. Ooh. So, 
So, so uh, Citadel, their their job isn't to. I mean, it is to provide value for clients, but it's not to play nice in the market. Their job is to kill and cannibalize all competition. So, uh, if they're able to um, bail out Melvin Capital, they may. I mean, may or may not, because I'm not really sure what the, their whole arrangement is. May be able to like buy their way into uh, like holding uh shares of or you know ownership partial ownership of Melvin Capital like that's that's just what they do they like they they seek they kill they cannibalize that's their entire raison d'etre so uh yeah Melvin, Melvin got uh fucked up as far as I understand I mean I'm not sure whether that's 100% true or not because some of these companies will like cry uncle and they're still relatively healthy but they do want to line themselves up for a bailout well, I know, I know you're up being, in Canada, but I'm sure you're aware the United States does have a history of not letting our billionaires go through any trouble. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we we've bailed out our we we bailed out auto companies. Luckily, our banks didn't need to be bailed out in 2008 because we have a fairly hefty piece of legislation that stopped them from getting too deep into those. Uh, positions with like asset-backed commercial paper, et cetera, et cetera. You, I All mean, right, stop banks... trying to sell us on Canada. Yeah, we get do, it. Oh my do God. you know anyone I'm trying to who's say, looking I'm trying for to a husband? <laughs> no, I'm trying to say we took a we took a hit. We took like we did take a hit, um, but we didn't get like screwed over anywhere nearly as bad as uh, the states and the UK did. Well, so, since yeah. the 2008 crisis, has it become a lot harder for um, college graduates to pay back their tremendous student loans? Um, only in the sense that like people who are graduating university around that time are like, they're looking at precarious work. It's not, I wouldn't say as precarious as the U S but there's just a lot less there. there, There's much fewer like full-time staff positions available, no matter almost which industry that you're going into. Uh, If you find a a steady full-time job with benefits, then you're one of the lucky ones, but I was was actually joking. I thought college was free in Canada. Oh no, it's not free. No, no, no. College my bad. My bad. All right. So that's yeah. one strike against Canada. So maybe yeah. I won't. Maybe maybe I won't. But actually, no. If you know anybody that's looking for an American husband, send them my info. I've already played. It's, de- it's definitely cheaper. It's definitely. <laughs> if cheaper you know than any, the US, if you know any single mimes, let Maria know. Well, I already I'll, put, I'll put it this way. <laughs> I already put Cole on the uh, our friend friend of the pod, Cole James Cash. I already Cole put James him Cash. on the. Yeah, he already said he was going to look for a husband for me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Cole, I mean, Cole was one of the uh, smart ones. Like he, he, uh, you know, found his indigenous partner, and uh, he like ski daddled out of the U.S. So I guess now <laughs> it's going to be like one of those, one of those migrant chains. You know, it's uh, he, he's he's gonna like hook you up, Maria. Don't worry, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna help you uh, have an anchor baby over here. Don't worry. Yes, thank um, you. And then yeah. I'll save the juvenile justice system in Canada. Exactly, and it, and we need help with that. We absolutely do need your help. It'll all yeah. work um, out. All right, Andre had to leave, so it's just the three of us now. But I, there's a couple more things I do want to talk about. Um, first and foremost, what is going on, guys? Let's all move to Canada. Can Hell we- yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm moving to fucking Canada, dude. Hell yeah. Shit's awesome. Go get me some Timmy Hortz, some Timmy Hortons. Um, oh, man. I love Tim. <laughs> I lightweight love Tim Hortons. I don't think I've ever had Tim Hortons. Tim is just such a nice name. You know what I mean? It's just like such a like. If you think of Timmy, you think like Timmy the Tooth. My friend Tim. Yeah, our super- friend Tim, dude. Tim. <laughs> Wait, which Tim are you talking about? Tim, fucking uh, Amelia Bedelia. Tim. What? <laughs> Tim. Tim. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I'm not talking about that Tim. That Tim's cool. Yeah, I I like that Tim. He's always nice to me. Uh, I'm talking about my t- friend Tim in Philly. Super nice guy. My mom's 
new boyfriend's name is Tim. He's also seems pretty nice. I don't know. He could be a serial killer. I don't know him that well. Only met him once. A lot of he people's some... boots are named Tim. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> Berlin. <laughs> Who let me host a fucking podcast? I don't Jesus know. Christ. I don't know how we got that this many listeners. <laughs> I have no idea. Dude, yeah, but Andy, every person I talk to is like, oh, like he's like really... He just really is good. He like keeps it going. Like my mom, like it seems like all the moms really like you, Andy. So I do have stepdad energy. That might be why. Yeah. Yeah. Step <laughs> daddy. <laughs> yeah, what this, does uh, it take to be a stepdaddy? This mustache is an indication of how short my shorts are going to be come summertime. Woo-hoo! Um, yeah. so, thought girl summer. You never seen a man rock socks with sandals harder, baby. Uh <laughs> Yeah, so I want to talk about um, the leader of the Proud Boys, Enrico Torres or whatever. Oh, I'm so excited for <laughs> He's this. a fucking federal informant. The leader a- of the pack. <laughs> He's a fucking... <laughs> Wait, I think is I that a Greece name wrong. Song? I think it's Enrique Tario. I don't Enrique fucking know. Enrique Iglesias? It's what Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> Enrique Iglesias is uh, the leader of the Proud Boys. Wow. I, mean, I could but- be your leader, Proud Boys. Baby, um. I like it. <laughs> getting racist all the time. I don't know. All right. So we are going to get canceled now. Yeah. Um, Bring it. So, yeah. So he's a federal snitch. And he's, yeah. a, he's a he's a state, local, and federal snitch. There could be nothing worse than that. He's you know the, what I mean? Like He's the white version of Takashi 69 He's also not white. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Sorry. Listeners at home, you can't see my face, but it is disgruntled. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Classic that's t- Guido. That's what I'm talking about. Representation isn't everything. The leader of the Proud Boys is a black dude. Or he, is he? No, he's, he he's Afro-Cubano. He's Afro-Cubano. All right, there we go. Canceled, I am. Um, yeah, no, so he came out and he's an informant. I think two Proud Boys got arrested for uh, facing murder charges or something from the Capitol. I don't know. They killed a cop and still, I don't think anybody's been charged with killing a cop yet. Like, that's pretty insane. <laughs> what? Yeah, dude, killing yeah. a fucking cop, dude. I mean, people have gotten, like, the death penalty for that and like, shit. Like, I don't want you to think, I don't want, listeners, I don't want you to think I'm pro-police, but I'm shocked that nobody has been arrested for killing a cop. Like, that's pretty surprising. I mean, they Dude. definitely would have been arrested if they were. But, uh, well, I was going to say that, but the leader of the Proud Boys, I guess they're not charging him. Well, no, he's ratting them out, I guess. Oh, yeah, he's ratting that's, them out. The yeah, story think- came out that he's an informant, but, like, I don't know why they're telling us that now unless is he, like, singing about all the fucking people that actually did the shit down at the Capitol? Like, I don't I don't well, know why we're hearing about it now. I think that, I think that, well, he, he had gotten on a podcast, apparently, and, um, like, mm. Reuters, like, uh, I can't remember what the guy's name is, but Reuters basically exposed all this. He had gotten on a podcast and said he had worked with, like, some, because he got involved, he had some federal case uh, for like trafficking guns, I think, um, or something of that nature. And he helped take down a bunch of grow houses and a bunch of uh, cocaine operations what a puss, in, you in and fucker. around in and around Miami. Yeah. So it's like, like, yeah, they all like, you know, like they're all bootlickers, no doubt. But like, I, they're not those kinds of bootlickers. You, you know, know what I mean? They're like, hey, we like the cops, you know, because we're we're hateful people. But uh, <laughs> we're not going to like, you know, what I mean? like we don't want them to like interfere on our operations. So it, it's just kind of, you know, it all stems from like the the idiocy that surrounds the idea of like a forceful nature and how they're going to yeah. support that. But only whenever it works in their in their favor and not against them. Uh, the thing about that dude Enrique Tario is he, uh, he, so like Gavin McGinnis stepped down 
And then that dude stepped up. And I, I honestly, I truly feel like he stepped up and he was, he was pushed into that position probably by a cop that was working with him as he was, you know, a CI, like a criminal informant. I think that that cop was like, yo, look, you're involved in this ridiculous, like misogynistic, like we don't get any fucking pussy, like nonsense. So like, (laughs) can, can you step up and into this position? Like, you know, you're pretty outspoken in that world. Like, and then basically give us intelligence on it because like the thing about it is at the end of the day, like the police, federal, state, whatever, like they don't want anybody to be they're much like that game The Witcher, where you have the the boss that Andre <laughs> was talking about. Where like they don't want anybody in their way. They're like, Yeah, we'll support these militias, we'll support this shit until it interferes with our shit. But at right, the end right. of the fucking day, we want to have a hand and we want to be the fucking, you know, we want to be the person that is is going to have the ultimate control. So they put this this dude in who's the CI, this is uh Enrique Torrio fella and come to find out he's, you know, he's an undercover all along. It's like, well, I don't know. I mean, like how mad can the proud boys be about it? They've been they've been fucking they've been carrying on those blue lives matter flags the whole time and it turns out that their, you know, their main dude is a cop who's snitching them out. Right. And they're all, I mean, not only are they snitching, though. I heard that the uh, Q shaman now, yeah. Is, yeah, the Q shaman is actually he's like, I'm suing Donald Trump. I'm gonna test or not suing. I'm gonna testify against Donald Trump. And that he's is so amazing. Uh, he's the he's the Henry Hill of QAnon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's gonna be good. Like he's, but that's the thing is like, okay, you you planned a crime online, right? And then you get caught, and then you automatically snitch. Like, if you're going to snitch, dude, don't commit crimes. Seriously. Like, do you know what crime even is? You're not supposed to talk about committing crimes on a public sphere. You talk about committing crimes, like, after this podcast— We'll turn off the the but the record button and we'll talk about committing crimes. We're not that's all talk- we do. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Um Hey listeners at home, guess what? Maria's in the mafia. I don't yeah. know if you can tell by her last name. Yeah, I'm stuck in the mafia. Listeners at home, guess what? Maria, how she that mime she used to date, she put a hit out on him. Oh wait, we're supposed to save that for after the pod. Yeah, you're supposed to save for after the pod. What the fuck? Ugh, now I'm going to jail. Sammy the mime Gravano. <laughs> Sammy the mime Gravano. Yeah, so I, I did want to just touch on uh, the proud boy being a snitch, and I, I don't know. It just it, you love to see it. I get. I don't know. You love to see <laughs> terrible people turn on each other. It's fucking great. You do honestly. I no. bet the I bet the right loves it whenever they see Jimmy Dore fucking tearing into AOC. They're like, oh, yeah. yeah, dude. But yeah. here's the thing: it's like, yo, like, I mean, are they gonna turn on each other, or are half these assholes gonna be like, well, yeah, I mean, either he's doing what's right, he's helping the cops out. So, like, that's just. I think honestly, what's gonna happen is like the Proud Boys already have. I keep up with the Proud Boys uh, quite a bit in a foot race, sir. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you well, know, like I have a bunch of friends that are probably no. I, I read about them. Like I, I, I like to keep up on like you know like because there is, uh, there's always going to be a like you know a, a sadly there's going to be a space for those people in a lot of places. Like I was in uh, a couple of years ago. I had a class with a kid that was I, I assumed to be proud boy esque. You know what I mean? He was he was he was rocking the polo. He was he was saying some crazy shit. You know he, he watches Fight it. Club every day. Yeah, he's a fucking idiot. I mean, he was just, like, definitely one of those, like, just, like, weaselly-ass dudes who's just, like, mad that women don't like that he throws his jacket on a pond for them or whatever the fuck <laughs> you know? 
on like a puddle of fucking in but I'm no, I guess I'm saying like uh like there I think what's gonna happen is you're gonna see a further division and where there's gonna be sections of the Cowboys that are gonna split off that are gonna be just true white supremacists. Like they're not gonna like try to play the fucking identity politics role. They're going to be one hundred percent in they're gonna yeah, be like mask off outward, or whatever. Yeah, they're gonna be outward Nazis. It's just it is what it is. Right. And they are still votes. That's the thing that people like the Democratic Party fails to realize is that as crazy as these fucking people are, right, as crazy as the Proud Boys are, as crazy as QAnon is, all of that, those people vote. If you don't give a reason to the American people to vote, then you're going to have these fucking crazy ass people putting in, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene or, or whoever. Um, yeah. Wait, what, did, what did Marjorie Taylor Greene do? She's a fucking QAnon. <laughs> she's one of, a she's, QAnon chick. She's, she said a Jewish laser is responsible for the forest fires in in uh, California. Whereas, like, I'm like, yo, dude, I wish I had a fucking. I wish I had a laser beam that would start fires. You know what I'm saying? Like that would be super sick. I don't understand why it has to, why it has to be a, a denomination. Yeah. Why do you have you to say I mean? Jewish space laser in a mean way? Like that's yeah, a cool I mean, thing. Yeah. I don't understand. I mean, I don't understand. Like, does it like does it like really like delicatessens and like only eat kosher things? Like, what makes it a Jewish laser? It right. was circumcised. You know yeah, like what the <laughs> fuck, dude? Right. It, it's, so. But that's the thing is that she is in office. She is in fucking office. It, regardless of how completely insane she is, people voted her in, and people will continue to vote them in if you allow them. Uh, if if you don't give them anything, and again we talked about this last week, the whole QAnon thing, Proud Boys thing, when people are beaten down, when people don't have anything to live for, they are going to try to find something, and some of these people just stumbled on QAnon. Yeah, like I was listening to something about um, like the be- the early early days of the Nazi Party, and like I know. Like, making a one-to-one comparison to what's happening right now in the Nazi party, it's like there's too many different factors. Like, it's it doesn't fit exactly. But, like, the one thing that was going on was that, like, after World War One, when Germany was all fucked up, people, their material conditions were so bad that they were looking for an extreme position. Yep. And all of the... A lot of the people either went extreme to the left in communism, socialism, or extreme to the right in authoritarianism, and that, like, festered for a while, and then all the people on the extreme right just killed all the people on the extreme left, and the Nazis took power. So, like, we're not there yet, but, like... We're seeing, I don't see any way to to not get the, like I don't. It's not out of the realm of possibilities that that's where we're headed. Oh right, like, because here's the thing: we don't. We're going to lose the House and the Senate in 2022. It's just like a re. It's 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 like when Obama got in and they lost the House and the Senate. 2010. Yeah, yeah 2010. It's just a, another repeat because back then, that's when uh shit. Who was it? The Tea Party. Yep. The Tea Party rose up. And they changed the Republican Party for what it is now. And that was the thing about, you know, and I hate to compare, you know, the Sanders campaign to that. But you had an an army that was trying to push for, you know, a better a better outcome for people. Um, And, you know, the Democratic Party destroyed, you know, tried to destroy that. So. You know, something uh, like 
Something's going to happen. I don't think the Democrats don't have a fucking chance in hell. The, the Republicans are still going to put people in like QAnon people. In. in 2022, the Republicans will be able to run ads that say, hey, the Democrats didn't give you $2,000 checks. Yep. We're not going to either, but at least we won't lie to you about it. Yep. And they'll win 400 seats. Like. Yep. There you go. And the Democrats get out of doing work. Yep. Um, yeah, but I just like, it's, I get that like, the powerful people in both parties, like the elites or the mainstream, whatever, I get that they want to be in this place where they don't shake things up, where they just like maintain the status quo because it's working for them. But like even thinking that this will last 20 more years, like a lot of them will be dead, but like most of their kids will still be alive. All of their grandkids will still be alive in two decades. Like, this system will fucking self-destruct by then. Like, something big and structural has to fucking change. I mean, but it already like, is. It already is. Like, What do you mean? If you're talking about just the uh, American, like, the capitalist system or whatever, it already is failing. Well, I, I, I'm not, I don't disagree, but it's not failing for nearly enough people. The, the, dream, the reason why most Americans aren't, like, to the extreme left or right is because they're still comfortable enough. Like, people always say 15 million people lost their health care with COVID-19, and that's not wrong, but that's also... these that You don't see 15 me million people in the streets for Medicare for All. These people don't care that much. They just accept that this is still part of... Things have to still get worse before you can get the majority of people to rise up. But the thing is, as things get worse, it's going to be harder and harder to dig ourselves out of the hole we're in. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd agree with that. I think I, I, I do. It's weird because, you know, to me, like all of these things that are happening, you would think like, OK, is finally somebody going to see something? Is finally gonna, somebody going to see something? But no, no, and you're no, absolutely right. When you beat people down so much, they can't find a way out. They can't. They, they, it's, it's hard for them to find a way out. I mean, I felt like that after, uh, you know, last year, the whole primary debacle. I felt like anything that I fucking did did not matter because at the end of the day, they just put me in a hole and they try to, you know, fill dirt up in it or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, so you feel down, you feel beaten down. And, you know, we know trauma affects you not only mentally, but physically. So you, you literally become sick. Sick, yeah. would it? Pushing this 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 stuff, and so it's crazy to me that people don't look at this as, holy shit! Like, how is this happening? Like, it's just literally like people can stay apolitical. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, I, I think that also. I mean, yeah, I think that capitalism hasn't failed enough people yet, but I think that we're also we're like pretty early in the throes of capitalism failing as a, on a, on a grand scale. I, you know, yeah, the problem the problem is is that everything. Everything still works on debt and credit. So, like, yeah, technically, most people can't afford the homes they're in or the college educations they get for their kids. But because credit is so easy to get, they are able to, like, live above their means. So, like, it's it's all st the 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 magic trick is still going. It hasn't gotten to the reveal yet or whatever. Mm -hmm. Truly. Yeah, I agree, man. Uh, I, I think that. I think that whenever it does come to the re reveal, though, uh, you're—I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's going to be, sadly, an even bigger divide. But it's all these—you're seeing over and over and over, just like history tells you that. So, in the for this strange reason, all these people 
are all these people are already being taken advantage of and exploited no matter what. Yep. But then you see them exploited by uh, by a bourgeois class, even in terms of just like all these people that are like, oh, stop the shutdown, stop the shutdown. It's like, and even like there's apparently this this uh, entrepreneurs against tyranny. Are you guys familiar with this? <laughs> no, but I love it, dude. We should get okay. It. <laughs> so it's a bunch of it's a bunch of it's a bunch of restaurateurs uh, basically going against the lo- going against the lockdowns. But I, you know, I'm talking, my friend does, my friend owns a restaurant and I was talking to him the other day about it and he hasn't been as affected because it's a pizza place. So it's like, it's being, it's kind of like come and go like slices and stuff like that. So it it hasn't been affected that much, but he's telling me about these other restaurateurs that are like doing this whole thing that have sit down restaurants and things like that. And it's like, they're like, no, we don't want to, we don't want to stop working. We don't want to stop. We, instead of putting money putting the the bits of money they have because the reality is they're still open they're still making money instead of propping up these candidates that are going to put pressure on the federal government to bail them out the same federal government that's bailing out uh that's bailed out banks it's about all these wall street assholes all these they're so much more willing to be like we're gonna stay open we don't care if we spread the virus even more because that's the American way. That's what it is. And it's like, yo, it's just like one person exploiting another person to exploit another person and not just seeing that there is a simpler answer to this. And that simpler answer is to is to go against this system that is essentially it's failing all of us. And you're wasting your time and you're wasting your energy thinking that you can try to keep up with this system that is failing, which is capitalism in the way that we do it. Mm-hmm. it's it's just it's it's fucking mind-boggling and i and i don't know if it would it, it just comes from this this idea that like we can't fail you know what i mean like that that we just like that in the united states like we're just like we you know we're so i guess what i'm trying to say is that like they're so unwilling to accept defeat on one end and then try to solve the problem they're just so much more willing to just like keep fucking themselves over right. over and over over i don't understand it i don't know if it's a psychological thing i don't know but it's it's certainly a phenomenon that's not going to end well it's a psychological thing because everybody does it i mean we just talked about this with people and how they you know act online um people have a very difficult time saying when they're wrong or saying when their idea failed um you know look everybody's struggled with that i've struggled with it but As I've gotten older, I've learned I'm not going to make any change and I'm not going to get anything. I'm not going to make any progress if I always think that I'm 100 percent right because I'm not. And I'm willing to listen to other people. Americans, most Americans aren't like that because, again, you know, you're right. Like we're number one. We can't fail. Uh, These people died for us to do this and, and yada, yada, yada. It's like. People, they just want to double down. They don't want to look at the fact that, yo, this is fucked up and, you know, I, I fucked up or, or whatever, or my beliefs, you know, they, they don't want change. They're so afraid of change. And that's a human, I mean, that's the human experience. Nobody really likes change. But I feel like Americans are very, very stuck in that. Like, whenever these, whenever these like, leftist pundits or whatever, these talking heads, they'll say things like, why don't people want this? Why don't people get this? It's like that that question has an answer. And the answer is that people are fucking indoctrinated into individualism and the pull yourself up. People 
people that live in these fucking big ass houses in the suburbs that they owe twice as much as they're worth on, you're not going to get them to come over to socialism before you fucking get them to realize that they're living a lie. And that is harder to do than say, don't you want everybody's kids to be able to go to college? Like you, 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 you have to start with this. The life you're living is not actually possible. It's a fucking myth. That's like all propped up by the fact that credit card companies will do anything to get you to take out debt with them. Like, and, and that's why like these people are like, Again, they always there's so many people. Fifteen million people lost their health care, and none of them are out in the streets. You know why? Because they all think if I just do this, something different, I can get out of this. Because everybody thinks they're in this alone. It, because that's what America does. We tell you well, from fucking birth that it's your job to make your life good, and you're the only one that can change it. it there's no collectivism. We don't have it in our fucking brain. Well, that's the thing is that there was collectivism at this in this country at one time, and there yep. was an incredible labor movement that happened even in with the last hundred years. Uh, so yesterday on Instagram, I put out this thing, and I was like, who can tell me what redneck means? Because I really wanted to see what people thought that the term came from. And I did know that it ha- it was associated with like uh, – um, with a, with union uprisings or solidarity, but I wasn't actually necessarily sure, but I wanted to see who could tell me. And only two people knew. And it was Joe Boots, and it was uh, the homie Sarah Fitz. Oh! And every friends other person was every other person. Yes, definitely both awesome friends of the pod. Love them both. I really um, thought I had it with my answer that that's what they were changing the Washington football team's name to. No, but I mean, like, <laughs> I could. But that's the thing. It was like that's something that has been hijacked by. I mean, the story is it's. Um, that you know is the the battle of uh jesus christ here i pulled up battle of blair mountain um and it was just it was a huge union uprising in west virginia right west virginia yeah and and pinkertons you know the pinkertons came down and it was one of the biggest casualties since the civil war Mm -hmm. and so uh but the it's like yo we have a history of class struggle and class solidarity that isn't taught to people so everybody's responding with this thing. It's like, oh, it's like, you know, it's a it's kind of a derogatory term for hicks. It's like, you know, it's it's a derogatory term for people that work outside, whatever. And a lot of people were surprised to find out, like, no, it actually has to do with, you know, union solidarity, red bandanas. That's what a redneck is. So I think that like I think that if we are all gonna be a little bit more honest about this country's history in terms of on all levels though. And this is not just the fact that like, oh, like, you know, we have this like happy relationship like with all of each other. Whereas like the reality is a lot of unions were incredibly exclusive and only open to certain people and things like that. So, you know, you only saw uh you know, like Italians as, you know, bricklayers that like formed a union, you know, Greeks as painters in major East coast cities and things like that. But that we do have a history of, of solidarity among workers that can be, that can, you know, that that's in our blood, that that's a real thing. And that we could all get out in the street and we could all be demanding things like just regular rice. And then we are not all that there's this huge lie in this country that we're all capable of just of pulling ourselves up from our bootstraps no matter what and then asking for help is that it's like this taboo thing but the reality is it's like well then who the fuck are we if we can't ask for help you know what i mean right. you end up fucking you know you end up down at slicks you end up down at slicks dude you end up down <laughs> at slicks you know what i mean playing the machines yeah just, you know, you know. so drinking a miller uh, light I don't know. I, I, I have, I, I actually, I feel like 
the failure of capitalism in this country is is something that's going to wake people up. And I hope it happens in this generation. I really do. Because if I do it doesn't... Too. I just like... I think that I'm... I can't tell how much of it is me being a pessimist versus me being realistic. But, like, I just... I do not think that that kind of, like, major working-class solidarity is in any way possible unless material conditions get dramatically worse because right now they're already so fucking bad you have people that make a hundred thousand dollars a year that are still broke because they are like over leveraged on their mortgage and like you know paying for their kids college like a hundred thousand dollars a year still broke but they don't realize that that's part of the problem because technically they can still go out to eat a couple times a month yeah, like it has to get way worse than it is for for them, for the people in the suburbs to realize that they are involved in these problems, too. And in, until it gets to that point, I don't think there's enough people that are willing to go out there yet. Like there's tens of thousands of leftists online on Twitter, but like we're all spread out across the country like we can't fucking do anything like, yeah, you might have 30,000 followers, but those 30,000 people aren't enough. Like you need to get things need to get worse before we can actually get numbers out before we can shut down cities before we can like really take shit on. And I, again, I I don't know if I'm being pessimistic or realistic, but we just, we're not close to that yet. We don't have the numbers. Well, I think that the, I think material conditions for a lot of people in this country. I mean, if you look at uh, child poverty rates in major cities like Philly, Baltimore, uh, even Pittsburgh, you know, I mean, Pittsburgh has like one of the worst. Um, <clears throat> it's one of the worst cities for black women in the yep. country. I think it actually is the worst city. Yeah, uh, but it's actually just, the, one of the greatest cities for filmmakers. So it's kind of a uh, nice yeah, <laughs> mo- most livable city if you're white and a college educated. Other than that, yeah. no. <laughs> so uh, I mean, I think that I think that material conditions are are really bad for a lot of people. But I think that this really falls upon. Uh, and what you're what you're speaking about, Andy, is the idea that uh, material conditions for those who have the biggest voice and the most power, which is you and I, need to get s- significantly worse before anything actually happens. And I'm not, and I and I I agree with you on that. But I think that I think that we're both that there are. A, I was saying I said this the other day. Uh, my friend asked me what I think about like with essential workers and what I, what I do for a living is like, you know, essentially an essential worker because I'm a messenger. Like I'm, you know, I, I do food stuff like for Uber Eats and stuff. And I work for the man and that I said that I think that essential being an essential worker should fall onto the shoulders of white men and specifically white leftist men more than anybody else, because those are the people that should be putting their bodies out there on the lines more than anybody else. If they want to, if they want to try to, you know, like to continue to, to give, uh, to give and to like keep the economy to some degree afloat. So I don't know. I think the material conditions for a lot of people are bad, but they're bad for a lot of people without a voice. And they're and not. I also so- think um, they're bad, but material conditions are bad, but like for like people aren't connecting that to politics. And I think it's just that like, most uh, uh, even though material conditions are really bad like i think they have to get worse especially for people that are like above the poverty level they have to get worse cuz like obviously for for people that are living in extreme poverty it, there's no much there's not much worse it can be but too many people are still really fucking comfortable Oh, absolutely. Because, because just like you said, we still, we are still surviving on debt. We're still, we're still, we're all still living off of, 
off of even just like like you know my landlord fuck him he's fucking down in florida for the winter and like i mean he's old as fuck so he'll probably get covid and die but uh (laughs) but he's down in florida and like i'm just paying him rent to live in this shithole like get the fuck out of here like that asshole like you know otherwise what would he be doing not he wouldn't be doing dick like he would be out on the fucking street if he didn't Mm -hmm. have me paying for his lifestyle so yeah um, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. This is a, an, obviously an incredibly complicated thing. And, you know, I think the last people that should be over examining it, uh, when we are, when we know what the answers to a lot of these are, are people like you and I, Andrew, <laughs> um, yeah, cause but, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I'm just, I'm sick of people that have much bigger leftist platforms going, why can't people get out in the street? And it's like, no, there's, it's, super fucking obvious why people it's because they don't care yet like i don't know um there's like just too much shit going on that like makes them not realize that the problems that they have are directly a result of politics like most people would just rather watch the fucking game and like i'm I'm, that that might sound classist i'm watching the game too like i don't i don't want to put it like that but most people just don't want to think about this shit and they can survive well enough without having to um i don't know I don't know. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I'm depressed. I do have some good news, guys. Oh, yeah. We got oh, some motherfucking oh, good news. Yes. Dan's clapping for the listeners at home. Dan is... I'm so excited about do this. Do you still call it a round of applause if it's just one person? Actually, why do you call know. it a round of applause? But guess what I have to do now? I'm here for the applause, applause, applause. <laughs> I'm here for oh. the applause, applause. Here for the applause, applause. Way that you cheer and scream for me. The applause, applause. Okay, sorry. Anyways, guys, there's some good news that came out of uh, down in little baby Austin, Texas this week. Uh, some of you may know that um, after the Black Lives Matter protests over the summer last year, Austin's city council, I guess. I don't know. I did not do very good research for this. Somebody in Austin voted to slightly defund the police. They cut some money from the police budget, and they decided what the, to do with that money is they bought an old hotel to turn into housing for the homeless. So they literally Fuck yeah. They Woo! literally took some of the money out of the police budget to uh prevent more quote unquote crime from happening. Like simple as that. They took some of the money that they were using to have police beat up people for doing, I don't know, the alleged crime of existing in a public space. I'm not sure how that works. Uh, and they, <laughs> and they use that money to give these people a fucking place to stay, to get them off the streets. It's a fucking simple thing. They just took yep. some money from one thing, gave it to something. I would say we should do more of that. Uh, yes, yeah. we should. Yes. We I'm should. like the Pittsburgh mayor who's doing a homelessness training with the police now. So now they're just, <laughs> So they've 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 allocated the funds to themselves to do a homelessness training. I don't know what the fuck that means. Like to, to stop beating on homeless people. Like I don't know why you need to be. Tra- I don't do that. I didn't need to be trained to do that. You know what I mean? Peduto just makes up all of these bullshit fucking training so somebody can pray for him in the beginning of it. Dude, <laughs> fuck I, you. you know what Bill Peduto needs to do. You know what you would do to help everybody? Slam his dick in a car door. Yeah, please slam your dick <laughs> in a car door. We also have good news from Pittsburgh, though. Oh, yeah? Yes, we do. Mm. Oh, my God. Lay it on us, Maria. All right. So a fourth of the bench of the Court of Common Pleas is up for election, meaning we have some great judges, judge uh, candidates, judicial candidates, I think that's how you say it. I probably should learn how to say it. Uh, judicial I candidates. probably should learn what a court of common pleas is. The court of common 
please. Okay. The court of common pleas is our is our adult court system. Um, oh, okay, okay. In so it's Allegheny like, County. Right, right so there's court right. of common pleas, and then you got uh, juvenile court and family court. Um, okay, so it's just a fancy name for the courts in, in town. Yeah. Okay, cool. So uh, big, big news. Uh, my friend uh, and judge, he's a magistrate in the East End, uh, Mikhail Pappas, has decided to throw the hat in and run for court of common pleas. I am fucking psyched, dude. Psyched. Yeah, that's right. Hell, hell Mick is like Pappas. Mick fucking Pappas. Ever heard of him? And every time I say that, I have to apologize to him. I'm like, oh, judge, I apologize. <laughs> but no, uh, Mick is a great dude. He's a great dude. We got him in in 2017. Uh, if you are familiar with Pittsburgh, you know that the East End had the highest uh, eviction rates. Uh, Mick was able to drop that 40 per- to uh, 40%. He dropped uh, the eviction rates in um the East End, uh, believes in a trauma-informed court system, which is the most important thing to me because I think that, um, you know, trauma needs to be discussed in the courtroom. It does play a role in why people engage in criminal activity. Uh, so there's going to, there's also a lot of other candidates. I know one Lisa Middleman, she run, she ran for DA last year, but, uh, didn't win, but she's, she's gone up for judge. Judicial appointments are so important. They're important because it's a lifetime appointment, right? Now, there is things that you can like, uh, it's like voting to retain judges, but nobody votes for that, right? Nobody ever votes for that. It is so important for people to come out on an off year to vote for these judges. A one-fourth, one-fourth of the bench is up. Do you know how powerful that we could make this to put in all judges that believe in a trauma informed court that believe uh, that, you know, solitary confinement should be illegal at uh, Allegheny County jail that, you know, we should look at people as people and not just defendants. Uh, so yes, that sounds great. extremely Fuck important, yeah, extremely important. Mick Pappas for judge. Love him. I don't think I'm going to have him on the pod because I don't no, want to hurt no, his no, chances. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to hurt Mick's chances at I all. I think it's really cool when podcasts get politicians on, but I'm like looking at the way that we handle ourselves. Yeah, I'm like, no, we could never do that no. to somebody we wanted to win. Yeah, but I'm we should get we should get Sarah Huckabee Sanders on the podcast. Yeah, though. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, come on the podcast. Sure. <laughs> but no, definitely, dude. So uh, I can sit on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there any other good news, or is this still everything's terrible? Right. So I, I mean, to be real with you, I feel like the fucking Enrique Tario thing was actually good news because it's yeah. like it's it's like nothing better than seeing like seeing somebody like that get exposed for like e- an even bigger piece of shit than you originally thought that they were but uh no i think uh yeah, it's, it's rare think, that you see the leader of a hate group become uh even worse than you thought like, yeah <laughs> seriously dude well i mean i know like that like there's a, a, a amongst the right there's always been this like at, at least since the 80s because the fbi has penetrated things like the kkk and like you know mm-hmm. all these right wing yeah. organizations. Like the FBI has done a pretty good do, pretty good job at, at at paying informants, spending a lot of money on informants, um, and, and that is a real thing in in uh, in that world. But there's always this thing, like you know, like these assholes. Like I heard an interview with Roger Stone one time, and he tried to say that 
the KKK is more informants than it isn't, which is so fucking nonsensical and crazy. <laughs> so like, you know what I mean? Like this is just like sadly going to be like probably turned into another ridiculous talking point to be like, well, how can they be dangerous if like the FBI has such control over them? So. All right. Well, this has been another fantastic fucking episode. I'm going to go ahead and drop Andre's plugs in right here. I don't really have a lot to, uh, well, there is our, our uh, there's a resistance to podcast network and the podcast that I'm on is called the drop squad podcast. So you can listen to that weekly. Um, and you can find my articles in McLean's magazine. I've always had a hard time like plugging myself. So I'm really like pushing <laughs> myself through the discomfort here, but uh, yeah, I appreciate you uh, having me on and, and uh, being able to have this conversation. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, it was great to have got, you, Andre. Yeah, definitely come back, dude. I'm so glad we got you on. You're the nicest Anytime. person we've had on here. <laughs> <laughs> thank you i appreciate that boom oh yeah that was great flawless editing andrew you're really killing it i mean gravy Gravy's the one that edits the pod i don't really do shit uh dan what do you got to plug uh this week uh homies helping homies it's a it's a, it's a philly based thing you can follow them at homies helping homies on instagram i'm not sure what their twitter handle is but it seems like they're doing a lot of different stuff in and around just like setting up like areas to like give free food away free clothes throughout the city seems like a pretty pretty cool thing uh i don't have anything else to plug this week i try to i'm trying to be more um i'm trying to make sure that i have at least at least one organization uh, per week to plug. So this week it's ho- at homies helping homies. All right. All right, Maria, you got anything? Uh, yeah, I am going to push, uh, which I did, I think a couple weeks ago, the abolitionist law center. Um, so they had a great, uh, like they, and also, um, the, uh, Alliance for police accountability. Um, they had a great, uh, little session. It was a little zoom session about solitary confinement, um, at ACJ. So we're actually trying to get it on a bat, uh, like a ballot initiative to try and stop, um, solitary confinement. So we'll put the information, um, on, like on our show description so you can go if you live in allegheny county you can actually sign um a petition because if we get this on if we get a a a ballot initiative then you know you can vote on it and we can actually stop solitary confinement uh in allegheny county jail so um we'll put that information uh so abolitionist law center in alliance for police accountability sick uh, I'm going to promote um, some of my friends are involved with a group called Sex Worker Outreach Project, uh, Pitts- the Pittsburgh chapter, or SWAP Pittsburgh. And uh, I don't know, it looks just like a, uh, a, you know, a program to reach out and help sex workers, some kind of mutual aid thing. I don't know. Dude, I'm fucking stupid when it comes to this shit. I don't know. I, I gave them some money. You should send them some money. Yeah, we'll <laughs> all of the organizations um, on the thing. And again, if you have a mutual aid organization, reach out to us. If it's on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, email the show uh, because we're really, really trying to promote. Send us a DM on Robin Hood. Yeah, send us a DM on Robin Hood, uh, Quibi. Um, <laughs> literally, yeah, no, but we're, we're really trying to push our comrades uh, stuff because we really just, you know, we're nice people. We want to support uh, people and yeah and i will never let being stupid get in the way of me trying to help okay um, can we so, go because i'm so hungry i want taco bell all right so follow me at andrew hiller yeah. us follow Disgusting. dan at denny p shut underscore up. 69 I love taco bell. shut up everybody i'm doing plugs sorry and follow maria at sandernista 412 send us emails to worst week yet at gmail.com and tune in again next week for another episode of i don't know probably some bad 
stuff happening? Uh, yeah, because everything is fucked. 